Welcome to You're Already Ready. I'm your host, Rachel Heron. I'm a novelist, a memoirist, and an all-around enthusiastic maker of stuff. Come along as I share these very short audio diary episodes that help remind me that I'm already ready. You are too, my friend, even though, just like everyone else, you're never going to feel that way. The only answer to this problem? You've got to make the leap and do the work and figure everything else out along the way. So, before we lose our nerve, let's go. December 15th, 2020. When I was a young woman, I loved the wearing purple poem. You probably know the one. In the 90s, it was everywhere. There was a collection of stories made into a book we couldn't keep on the bookstore shelves. There were posters. The Red Hat Society came about because of it. It was the Mary Englebright of aging gracefully, or really, with joy. In case you don't know it, here it is. When I am an old woman, I shall wear purple, with a red hat which doesn't go and doesn't suit me. And I shall spend my pension on brandy and summer gloves and satin sandals and say we've no money for butter. I shall sit down on the pavement when I'm tired and gobble up samples in shops and press alarm bells and run my stick along the public railings and make up for the sobriety of my youth. I shall go out in slippers in the rain and pick flowers in other people's gardens and learn to spit. You can wear terrible shirts and grow more fat and eat three pounds of sausages at a go, or only bread and pickle for a week, and hoard pens and pencils and beer mats and things in boxes. But now we must have clothes that keep us dry, and pay our rent, and not swear in the street, and set a good example for the children. We must have friends to dinner and read the papers. But maybe I ought to practice a little now, so people who know me are not too shocked and surprised when suddenly I am old and start to wear purple. Me, I've been wearing purple metaphorically all my life, but sometimes it was hidden. I made sure that I could see those bright flashes of myself, but I didn't trust very many others to understand. During the time of hiding my purple, I dated a man for a while who lived on the other side of a tunnel from me. On my side was a whole world in all its many flavors. Where I lived, there were taco trucks and cars with bumpers secured with bungee cords and punks who squatted with other punks who loved metal bluegrass and families with young children who painted with chalk that left the sidewalks and brought their flowers and rainbows onto the streets themselves. On my side of the tunnel were people shouting and rejoicing out open windows. I could hear three different kinds of music in my backyard, strains of mariachi mingling with soul mixed with a touch of opera. People drove jaguars and fixies and scrapers and longboards and shopping carts and Ford Pintos. On his side of the tunnel were gates. Gated communities, he said, were safe. The walls were all gray, except he called them eggshell and pewter and smoke. If safety felt like the color gray, I wanted red and yellow and orange and blue and the muddy mix they make when it rains. I broke up with him because of that tunnel, because of the way I lost myself when I went through it. 
He wanted to put me behind a gate to keep me safe. But I wanted to leap to stretch my arms for things out of my reach. Even if I couldn't pull what I wanted off the shelf, I wanted the item I desired to tremble as my fingertips brushed it. I'd get there one day. I'd pull it down eventually. The other day, I painted my old black fry boots silver. They had come slightly sparkly when I bought them, actually. They were the gated community version of silver. They glinted in the light, but only politely, only if you took the time to look. The silver wore off, though, and while they became my favorite, most comfortable shoe, I missed their sparkle. So I bought a pot of leather paint and took out an old paintbrush, and now they are silver. They don't glow. They sparkle. They are vivacious. They greet guests at the door and ply them with liquor even before they step across the threshold. As I stomp my merry stomp, they leave dazzlings of glitter behind. They do not apologize for their joy, for their full-throated shout of pleasure. They are even better than purple. Back in my early 20s, I didn't know the poem's title. We just called it the Wearing Purple Poem, and it was a shorthand for what we wanted to be someday. Free, confident, and most of all, ourselves. The title is actually Warning. A British poet named Jenny Joseph wrote it in 1961, and it was voted Britain's most loved post-war poem in 1996. But it's more than just a fun poem about a woman wearing her slippers in the rain, which is a thing I did yesterday, actually. It is a warning about a woman who is about to stop apologizing for being exactly what she wants to be. I think Jenny Joseph would approve of my assertively glittering boots. But isn't that the point? I'm not asking her or anyone. I'm just letting my luminescent feet dance my legs to where I most want to go. Thank you for listening. Join my mailing list at rachelherron.com slash ready if you're feeling ready. Or if you really like the show, why not consider supporting me for a buck or two a month at patreon.com slash Rachel, that's spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L, to get my monthly long-form essays about bravery and creativity that are extremely well thought out and carefully constructed, unlike these episodes that are short and off the cuff, because if I spent all day making them perfect, I'd never get to share them with you. And if you're a writer, you might like my other podcast, How Do You Write? Okay. Now you make the leap. You're already ready. Mm-hmm.